0: Welcome to Breathe Underwater. I'm April Salazar and I am Whitney Waddell and we believe that instead of trying to stay afloat that we embrace the chaos and
1: just learn to breathe underwater.
0: Amen. So we I'm going to read our mission statement. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's just so beautiful. <laughs> we, we, have, we have a really nice hard. logo. <laughs> we have a beautiful mission statement. We do. Here we go. Our mission allows our audience a judge-free space that provides hope, a golden nugget perhaps, or a takeaway to those who have experienced adversity, tragedy, or some kind of trauma. We would like to explore, in particular, when that key moment in your life where you knew you could begin to heal. What was that turning point where you knew you were going to be okay? So... We've lived, both of us, Whitney and I, have lived through chaos, and we've experienced our own personal trauma that translates as our own personal cross to bear. So it's time for us to share how we have learned to breathe underwater and embrace that chaos, essentially making a part of ourselves. So I think it's been a long time coming, don't you?
1: No, oh, yeah, I agree.
0: Because we just talk all the time about this shit. All the time.
1: <laughs> Literally. All the time.
0: No, and it's important because the more we talk about it, the more we grow.
1: Well, I think it just opens the door for like your own healing because you're talking about it and you're getting others' advice. You're talking to those that you love, maybe those that you don't necessarily love. This is true. But it's important, I think, for yourself, right, to talk about it. To explore it. It helps you.
0: So I know that we're both excited about this podcast and you guys have heard just a little snippet about (laughs) <laughs> our mission and okay. what we hope to gather from you. As I'm, as I'm holding a glass of wine, and you hear the crackles that you hear in the background is the beautiful fire in the background. We're sitting in front of a fireplace. We have wine. I'm holding my wine. I haven't take, I'm going to take a sip. Cheers. Here, cheers. let's. I'm going to cheers, cheers for our first episode. <laughs> a little drink. It's very nice. Very nice wine. My husband. In full support of, of us. I guess I should say our husband. He takes such great care of both of us. <laughs> Served us a nice glass of wine. Yes. So what do you think would be the best experience for you with one of our interviewees during this podcast?
1: Well, I think in interviewing others, I think it you learn about yourself all over again or you're going to learn how to... Uh, maybe change your perspective on something because we've, like we said, we've all gone through some type of trauma and that's the purpose and that brings us here to this platform. But I'm excited to hear what their moment was. I love that. because I think we all have that moment and we make a conscious decision to either act on the moment or to not act and stay in that space. But I think That's the most exciting for me. Like, what was that moment for them? Yeah. was...
0: I feel like we've had a lot of those moments. I think so. And I think that, you know, both Whitney and I plan on sharing our personal story with you all, um, or at least parts of it. You know, we'll see what you guys think and we'll explore more. Maybe we'll do a two-part session because we've been through a lot of fucked up shit and um, everybody's suffering is valid. And, you know, I mean, sometimes... The, the gravity in which people experience something I think is probably more intense or more gruesome or just more horrifying. Oh, yeah. But I think we need to remind each other that everybody's suffering is valid. Um, and I think we all have all had the aha moment like where, okay, we're going to be fine. And I like exploring that more because I do think that, this space is a bit saturated. This platform for like, well, how did you overcome adversity? And what's your inspiration? And you know, all of that. I mean, that's great. And we love to hear it, right? Humans grow and learn from each other. We learn from each other, but I don't think that I've ever actually sat and listened to anybody talk about, it was that moment where I was driving in the car and all of a sudden it hit me or I was listening to a song or I was having a conversation with my mm-hmm. child. Like what was that moment? And maybe our guests won't even know. And in exploring yeah. it, we can pinpoint Pining that. to that moment. And then yeah. if we do that, sorry, I'm getting excited. If well, we, you know,
1: yeah, I think that's significant to everything or all the people that we have lined up to talk about their moments or in their journeys. I think that, you know, they've all had that. Aha. Uh-huh. Cause we've, Talked to them previously, absolutely. Know, most of them. So I think it's I think it's different from what is out there now. I agree,
0: absolutely. It is different, Obviously. and you guys you guys are gonna love it. Oh yeah, this is this is our introduction. This is our first go around. But a little banter, a little a so, little shooting the shit. I, <laughs> I think what's coming to mind is what was your moment when you
1: decided to say let's start a podcast. Because I thought you were absolutely crazy.
0: I was like, She's I feel like the serious, best you know? ideas are when people think you're crazy, at least for me. <laughs> like, this no, bitch I is li- crazy. I
1: literally thought you were crazy. She was like, we should start a podcast. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> and then she was like, I bought microphones. I'm <laughs> like, no, she didn't. Yes, she I did.
0: You see them? They're beautiful, by the way. For all of you watching, they're beautiful. <laughs> she
1: was being serious.
0: Um, so the moment that I, so I had actually been kind of thinking about a podcast and I had talked with some friends of mine who all like run their businesses, um, have women organizations and I had been telling them, you know, I feel like I have a lot to share and I feel like maybe I'm not the voice of reason, but a lot of people come to me when they are having struggles with very different areas of their life, like whether it's in their marriage, whether it's parenting tips, whether it's philanthropic work, how, how do you balance all of this? I feel like I'm drowning, like circling back to why I said Breathe Underwater, which is kind of our token, mm-hmm. It's or at least my token, mm-hmm. part of my overall brand. So there's no doubt that I had been always thinking about doing it. But when you and I kind of rekindled our relationship and it was just so easy and so natural, mm-hmm. I figured why in the world would I not have yeah. my best friend along for the ride and continue to heal together and, yeah, you know, have this journey.
1: Yeah. So,
0: yeah, you're not crazy because we're, <laughs> we're doing we're it.
1: Doing it. <laughs>
0: so. Just like when I said, let's get tattoos.
1: <laughs>
0: and then we did it. And <laughs> we did it. Just let us know. In the comments, if you ever want to see a shot of our tattoos, we'll see. Or we'll, we'll, we'll decide on how many likes. And <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Um, I also think, because I've been thinking about this, like the question I asked you, like, okay. what, is, what do you think the coolest moment would be when we're interviewing somebody? I think I know the coolest moment.
1: Okay.
0: Is one of our interviewees comes on and we're talking to them about their life experience and their tragedy and their trauma and when they look at us and say whether on on record or off record thank you so much i feel better making that difference yeah right
1: yeah i know yeah i think that yeah i think that's a that's a good one it's a good one you like that one really good i like that so i mean do you i don't know i always question i always have the questions right like Will they thank
0: us? Like, will that be... Or will they hate us? Yeah,
1: like, will they not... Will will they talk about their trauma and then, like, instantly regret as they're walking out? Like, this was a mistake. Do you think that they'll think that?
0: Well, I will say this. In having asked some of my friends... um, So it's all of the strangers have said yes. Okay. They're all very... I'd love to it. tell you about my fucking <laughs> They're
1: shit. They're so excited to They're share. They're very
0: excited to share and to keep <laughs> teaching. And to, and honestly, I think also the more you share about a particular trauma in your life, the more you heal. right? Oh, yeah, the catharsis absolutely. that comes along with that is very yes. real. But I think that it puts people in an incredibly vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. And some people... Do not like to feel vulnerable yeah. in front of their friends. Yeah, because they feel like if I'm in front of a stranger, and I don't know, I just share something. Yeah. It, I mean, it's still very impactful, but I don't have an emotional investment in them. Yeah. We don't have a personal connection. Mm-hmm. Whereas with friends, you share a lot. You share your lunch. You share your time away from your family. You share your, um, you know, secrets sometimes. Absolutely the ones that you're willing to share, you know, like, there's just a lot that goes into that relationship. And I think that some people do not want to let their guard down. So I think that vulnerability, that's what it is. People don't
1: want to be vulnerable. They don't want to be
0: vulnerable. And that's fine. I mean, it's scary.
1: Yeah, it's definitely scary. Do you feel like we overshare
0: with each other? That's (laughs) such a great question. Look at you falling into this natural. (laughs) No, I'm
1: being serious. Because I feel like... With each
0: other or in general? Because I feel like there's two, mm. I don't know, options I to mean, answer.
1: I don't know. Okay, well, <laughs> I just thought it was a blanket statement. But <laughs> Do you feel like we overshare with each other all the things?
0: I don't. Okay. I don't feel like I overshare with you by any means. Okay, so this is a great example 30 minutes earlier, before we set this up, we were having dinner together. Mm -hmm. And I think we had a long day. You know, we were figuring out the mics and we had a lot of tequila last night. We did. We're tired. We worked out. You're really sore. We're both getting back into a healthier state. Yes. And we were eating and it was just quiet. Yes. And I felt good about that. I asked you a couple of things just because my brain never shuts off, but Mm -hmm. I was just... Very comfortable oh, yeah, with you sitting next to me, and I think mm-hmm. that sometimes when you're with friends, they feel like you have to be talking to them. Oh yeah, or I hate that. I fucking hate it. I
1: don't like it. Friends
0: out there, don't feel like you have to talk to me. <laughs> Let's just exist quietly with each other. Yeah,
1: but sometimes people have a hard time with that. No, like it's, it's a- not natural for them. They want. They feel like uh, they have to entertain. Right. That person. Well, I think that the funny thing is, is like even. It's hard to—it's a hard concept to grasp, right? Like, Even that day we were in the bedroom, we were just quietly on our phones, just scrolling, whatever, yeah. and Lana came busting in. Lana's
0: like, my second daughter. I have four kids.
1: What are you guys doing? And you were like, we're just existing, Lana. That's what and I she said. She was like, well, that's really boring. She's 10. And she walked
0: out. She walked out. Like she's-
1: but it's true. Like, We were just existing in the space. It was quiet. We didn't feel the need to entertain each other and that was it
0: so I don't think we overshare okay because I feel like the relationship I have with you is very natural it's very organic and I think that part of that plays plays into the fact that we can just exist quietly Mm -hmm. with each other Mm -hmm. I think that in the past I have overshared too much with others
1: oh yeah that's
0: I do think that I have done that. And as I've gotten older and as I've been burned a few times, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking that I could trust or thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, not that anything that I've done is like a secret. I don't, I mean, I I feel very good about who I am as a person, but just sometimes like some of my shit's deep and some of my shit's hard to process. And my my cross is heavy to bear. And sometimes when I let others in, their shoulders aren't as strong as mine and they collapse under that information. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there's not, not, no fault to them at all, but I do feel like maybe sometimes I've overshared too much and as a result, I've either kind of hurt our relationship or caused them to pull away a bit more, which was not my intention. It was actually my intention to bring them closer to me. Yeah. But, you know, not all friends give you everything wrapped up in one. I know I'm an I'm an exception for you.
1: But. I guess, yeah, you, Well, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But you know what? Like, um, I think the funny thing about friendship like that, like, I don't know. For me, it's all or none. Like, you I don't I like that. I don't want. That's my best friend. Right. I don't want the friend bitch. who gets to pick and choose when, or too much. I don't know. I just. I feel I don't know, and there's there's those people in my life that definitely, I mean, I consider them a friend, but they're not a rider. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Ride or die. Yeah, like ride or they're die. They're not a rider. Like they're not riding. They're not. But there's just some that are, and
0: and that's where we are. So I just. The rider dies. Yeah. We love it. We're talking about rider dies. We're talking about our friends. friends. We love our friends. I will say I this. do love them. I love I, love I will them. I will say this about friends. I I do like the the different relationships I have with each one of my friends and I do enjoy the fact that each one of them gives me something different. 100%. And I I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I also like circling back to us breathing underwater because that's kind of what this is all about. Right. Yeah. I think that one of my um, love languages mm-hmm. is to overshare and, and try to bring them closer to me. Yeah. And then when they do respond in a positive way and they want to share their trauma or their adversity, whatever, I think it just brings us closer together. Like this beautiful little marriage is formed and I appreciate that. Yeah. So this quote is a quote that I have on my website. Um, and it says, in a world where everyone seems to be drowning or gasping for air, mm-hmm. one simply needs to learn how to breathe underwater.
1: Yeah. So when I read that, yeah. I was like,
0: that is brilliant,
1: right? Only because we're in a, in a society of, all of this chaos we're continually told to try to keep your head above water try to keep floating try to swim and stay afloat stay afloat and do all these things and so sometimes staying afloat does not exist <laughs> like it just doesn't in whatever situation we're in or whatever maybe we're going through i think sometimes just trying to keep your head above water takes more effort than to just embrace Whatever is happening around you and just know that you're going to see it through and it's going to, what. however it ends, it will be okay. It'll be okay. It's going to be okay.
0: So I love that you thought it was brilliant. I think that the majority of the people who hear that quote, they also think it's brilliant. Like they can identify with it. They can mm-hmm. relate with to it. Mm-hmm. I will say that I think some people have been turned off by it because they just cannot understand how one can do that. It seems a little bit too presumptuous of me to just say, embrace the chaos, accept what's happening to you. Clearly, if you're getting beat by a spouse, a partner, you should not take it. Clearly, if there are some other things happening in your life where it's just very harmful to you or your children or your circumstances, mm-hmm. you should not take it. I am I was simply talking about this in general. And I remember the reason this quote kind of developed in my life and has become my mantra and all of the jazz was that, I don't know, let's say 10 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, eight years ago, I was having lunch with a really close friend of mine Mm -hmm. and she's, she confided in me that she was having trouble with her husband and she said, you know, you seem really happy in your marriage and you have a lot going on. You have four little children. For those of you who do not know, I have four babies, well not babies, but they always will be. I have four children, and I had them all within five and a half years. So there was a time in my life that was very hectic in the early stages of motherhood, and I had moved away, so I didn't really have that that immediate familial support that some of us do when they live Mm -hmm. near family, so it was a little difficult. But um, I still kind of had this energy about me, I guess, that people seemed to flock to, and we were always having these nice parties, and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to keep this happy, fun existence for us. Um, So we went to lunch, and she said, you know, you seem really happy with your marriage, and you seem like, you know, your kids seem great, everything seems Mm -hmm. great. I just feel like I'm drowning. Mm -hmm. I can't breathe. I, I just, I don't understand, right? And interestingly enough, I had heard the same theme that week, maybe three other times. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm just waiting, you know, in the water. I feel like I'm trying to stay afloat. I feel like I'm drowning. There's this, this idea of not having enough air. And when, so finally, she was the last person to bring up that that kind of theme, that idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it came from. In the moment, I could have been full of shit, but I saw my friend who was hurting, and she, for whatever reason, thought that I could give her some advice that might turn things around, or at least start a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I told her, why are you trying to stay afloat? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just relax and let yourself sink to the bottom and just learn how to breathe Mm -hmm. under the water? And she looked up at me, and she was like, Okay. Okay. I can try to do that. And then we talked about specific things, you know, that were happening and how mm-hmm. to address that. But it spoke to her and the kind of instantaneous I got I understand, I got this. That's where I knew that that could be very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I've used it over the years. Many, many times for very different topics, but still the kind of same idea. Yeah. And I spoke a bit about it at my book launch Mm -hmm. a couple months ago, and it really resonated with a lot of women, and they came. I had people come up to me afterwards crying, saying, when you spoke about breathing underwater, I felt it. I felt like you were talking to me, and I was like, I was talking to you. I was, you know. Yeah. So, the fact that you think is brilliant, like, relaxes my soul.
1: Yeah, because I think everybody else is telling them to swim harder, you know. Keep, keep, you know. Pushing through it. Keep pushing through. Keep smiling even though it's, you know, all the things are happening. But, no, I do think it was brilliant. And I think it was significant to where we are right now and what we're doing right now. So,
0: I agree. Amazing. You know, I don't think I've don't think i figured out how to lead like a completely stress-free or adverse-free life. Who has? <laughs> no, I know. I'm just making a statement here. You know, I don't think you and I are experts. No, not at by all. By any means. Not claiming
1: to be. At all. Mm-mm.
0: I just, I think that we are just strong believers in hope. Mm-hmm. You know, hope for the future and hope for things working out in the end Mm -hmm. and I mean you can call us romantics I don't know but I think it's important Mm -hmm. to maintain that hope and I think that all of this is a manifestation of that Mm -hmm. like let's explore this Whitney's term let's unpack this guys yeah
1: I love to unpack things it's really it's a really great I think it's important (laughs) (sighs) and people laugh when I say that but no I, I really do like Let's unpack this. Let's talk about it. Let's, uh, let's, you know, let's dig into it. I think you have to unpack a lot of things. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I like to talk about things. It helps me process it and solve it and figure it out. Or I don't know. I think talking about it makes it more tangible. Like I can actually feel it or understand it a little bit more.
0: Have you always been able to unpack uh, not always. Okay. No, 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 not always. I mean. It's one of your, your growth.
1: Yeah. It's one of my areas growth. Of I think growth. in the past I was just, I didn't want to tell anybody anything. So mm. it was just, I'll just shut up and be quiet and not say anything and just overthink and over, you know, Yeah.
0: No, stress sense. myself
1: out and just try to figure it out. Cause if I told people like, especially those that were around me at the time of, you know, like my most stressful moments. I felt like they were gonna judge me for
0: mm, for
1: what judgment. for what the problems were. So
0: it was just easier to be quiet and, and handle it on my own. That's fair. I mean, I will say that I don't try to be judgy. Mm-hmm. I am human. I do try like what would Jesus do and April are you being the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and there there are a lot of times where I'm not. And I think that sometimes, like, quote, judgy, because I'm I'm not a judgmental person. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty actually chill. I'm pretty easy to get along with. At least I think I am. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I will say that sometimes I have a hard time understanding why some people feel so stuck to their trauma or to their negativity. Mm. I don't understand it. They'll be telling me, xyz about something well my ch- my child is just horrible and you know what it's a phase they'll grow out of it mm-hmm. they're kids we need to just let them be kids right mm-hmm. what do you think and i'm like no that's <laughs> terrible like that is the worst idea i've ever heard in my life you know mm-hmm. and this is my own personal opinion but I, and I think it's in those moments where I'm like, "Are you being too judgy of them? They're not your kids.'re Those kids aren't jumping on your couch. Those kids aren't not brush. you know, my kids brush their hair. Those kids yeah. don't brush their hair. So it's not really my problem. And I do not give unsolicited information. Mm-hmm. When if they say, "What do you think?" I tell them what I think. Yeah. But sometimes I'm I'm very surprised at how how much they just want to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. It's a part of them. Mm-hmm. And I think yes, it does become a part of who we are. Yeah. But we can choose to let a lot of that kind of even though it's always going to be with us, right? right. It's always going to be part. But to actively be looking at it all the time, all the time. and it consumes it consumes them. Yeah.
1: No, I think that goes back to like, what was the moment, right? I just became Mm. exhausted, you know, and we'll dig into that later. But I think there just has to be that moment where you're like, what am I doing? I don't know. For me, I was questioning that all the time. What am I doing? Yeah. Why am I doing this? How am I doing it? You know, over and over. No,
0: you know, I've learned that a lot of people just feel helpless, well, it's out of my control. It's a fucked up situation. I can't really touch that. It's out of my control. But don't you feel like we can control a lot? No, I do. But let me pause you for a second. Okay. And let me
1: just say this. Do you think that we've given people the tools to do or move out of those spaces or those bad situations or those personally, but like... (laughs) as pe- like people treating people like well, a society right? like, like do you society, think that as a society yeah. as a society have we taught people have we taught people how to handle hard
0: situations well no yeah absolutely not I mean, no I, agree I mean that's 100%. not that's kind of like wasn't part of my curriculum there was no a, there was a wooden all. paddle at school and you just yeah. get your you ass a paddle yeah my brother got his ass beat <laughs> At school. Oh my god. Corporal punishment, baby. Fuck yeah, they did right over the desk. And the principal (laughs) would administer that. Oh my god. Yeah. So no, I mean clearly we haven't. No, yeah,
1: we definitely have not.
0: And I think that a lot of this talking with your girlfriends Mm. or with your spouse Mm. or with your partner or somebody that you feel comfortable with, your mom, your dad, that can bring you to a space where you feel like you can grow and teach others. But I just feel like we have more control than mm-hmm. we think. Oh, absolutely! Don't you or no? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's like you know how like um, we were talking about earlier, like about feelings. Like people have these certain feelings, or you know, okay, so like you know, like when people tell you, like, well, I'm really sorry you feel that way, like, Ooh. or I'm sad, or like, and they're like, I'm really sorry you feel that way. How?
0: <sighs> That's I the worst. That, number one. Don't yeah. Like, let's like, not don't do like
1: that. Because. That's their feelings. So whatever they're feeling is valid.
0: Like yeah. you shouldn't be sorry for
1: for them being sad.
0: Something that I say that may upset you okay. is I don't understand that emotion. I just don't get it. Yeah, or no, I don't that get that me. feeling. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'd be like, Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm fighting with someone. Maybe. And then I just want to mm-hmm. be mean. You're just like But I I try not try to. And... I try not to. Oh no, yeah, absolutely
1: not. No, but yeah, I think when people feel certain things, we just have to let them feel those things. That's yeah. part of.
0: And walk away. Yeah. Because sometimes I can't be. In... Yeah, I think
1: sometimes you just gotta be quiet and let the person talk, or like, just share.
0: Yeah.
1: And maybe you just don't say anything. That's really hard, though. Not saying. I something.
0: think it's hard for me. Oh, so hard for me. <laughs> For me,
1: well, let's figure this out. Like, well, it's just
0: that. Well, and I feel I sit alone with my thoughts so often, Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of different relationships with a lot of different people, like friendships and business relations and husband, children, all of these things. That you know, like I said, I'm not an expert, but Mm -hmm. I feel if you just let me help in some capacity, then maybe we can help i can help you let that go or maybe help you have a change of heart or a different perspective like let's just look at it from yeah. a different perspective well
1: people have to be ready that's true like if they're not ready they're never gonna understand what you're trying to provide them yeah cuz they're just not there yet no
0: it's fair it's fair i also i think what i want to explore i know i keep going back to this because this control thing Mm -hmm. it's out of my control. No, it's not. You get to decide, okay, so this is something that I use with my kids all the time Mm -hmm. when it comes to breathing underwater because you can imagine, and I think you've experienced this, Mm -hmm. that it's a lot all the time. And my children are children that have, I don't know, high processing power. They're always talking about something. They're always asking about something. They're always wanting to be... A part of something. Mm-hmm. They like engagement. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a lot. But when they bicker, because my kids are not perfect, when they bicker, I tell them, you are the only one who gets to choose how you feel. Because I get the, he made me or she made mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, you are the only one who gets to choose how you feel. And that's a heavy statement. And that's a I think it's a little bit advanced for her, my seven-year-old, even my eight-year-old. But that, I think, is setting them up for success emotionally as well, they yeah, get over. They're
1: learning how to own their feelings.
0: They have the power. Yeah, they are mm-hmm. no longer giving mm-hmm. that power to somebody, to somebody else. else. Absolutely. And then I feel as they get older and as they become involved in relationships that are more personal or intense or fill in the blank, if they're in a in a relationship. That's they start dating when they're sixteen, mm-hmm. whatever well, old they are when they date sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. Is that how old you were? We're going to talk about that. I
1: don't even know <laughs> how old was I.
0: But when they start dating, like how old were you? I was, I we're was on your older. First date? Oh my god, I was, I was probably sixteen. You think?
1: Yeah, I think I was like a freshman in high school. What age is that? Like fourteen.
0: That's really. But old. I
1: don't think I realized it. was... <laughs> it I don't was think I realized it was a date until. Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> until it happened okay and then you know like and then I think a eight. bunch of us were supposed to go to the movies and then everybody backed out but he still wanted to go
0: oh I see and then that's he picked me cute. up and
1: my dad was like really <laughs> and I was like we're just going to movies well, like so naive
0: just okay well you're four, you're two years older than Scarlett yeah that's my oldest
1: I was completely oblivious to what was.
0: Happening. no but imagine they're dating they go to the movies yeah. by accident <sighs> And they don't have the tools to maintain power over their emotions yeah. or over their feelings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That I don't even could...
1: know if I have power to maintain control over my feelings sometimes.
0: Well, sure. We're human. Yeah. I mean, we're irrational. We're Dude. emotional. But I will I say this. Sometimes. If somebody does something to get me really mad, mm-hmm. I take a moment for myself. Guess what? You didn't make me feel bad because I'm the only one that gets to... <laughs> decide how I feel yeah so I definitely use that a lot in my life it's it's a real thing and I think that in this podcast in our breathe underwater Mm -hmm. we're gonna probably explore that some too oh
1: yeah
0: you know because it probably think about it it's directly connected to when was that moment that key moment where you decided that you were in control that that whatever it was Mm -hmm. no longer had power over Mm -hmm. you and it just comes full circle.
1: Yeah.
0: I know. Mind blowing. I'm telling you. Well I'm excited. I'm excited about this. I think it's gonna really be good. Thank you guys. Thank you. For listening in on this. First. 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 And we I didn't even so. we didn't even do a few takes.
1: No, it was just rain. We just it. jumped
0: right in. Yeah. With our little fire in the background. <laughs> some wine. It's I'm liking be great. this. It's gonna be great, guys. I'm excited. We, um, we look forward to chatting with you all more. We look forward to introducing some very interesting, amazing, impressive stories of mm-hmm. impressive people on our show. And talk to you soon. All right. Bye. bye.